0: Craft Beer Radio, episode two forty nine, on May
1: eighteenth, twenty thirteen. <laughs> Shake it! No, not it. all right. Okay, well, welcome to Craft Beer Radio. This is the uh, where we want you to
2: beat it. So was gonna get there eventually. Yeah, so. you got you got to let Eddie go off and do his riff.
1: Yeah, just it was take too long. Anyway, hey, welcome to Grand Free Radio. I'm Greg. Jeff, joining us is uh, my friend Nick. Hello. I should say our friend Nick. He's now our friend.
0: I guess we're friends now. Begrudgingly, you, know
2: you, you invited me into your home <laughs> and <laughs> shared your beer. We are now friends, Excellent. as my Irish side would say. So the reason Michael Jackson was right.
0: The reason Michael Jackson was on the intro is, um, was it, 30 years ago? Today, or this week, was the last week the Beat It was number one on the Billboard charts. So,
1: there you go. Episode one or 249, we have a wide selection of uh, interesting and uh, strange beers. <laughs>
0: strange and interesting.
1: We'll start with uh, The Stranger, one of the stranger ones. Greg thi- picked this
0: up at, I don't know, one <laughs> of your... Recent deliveries.
1: This this was, I believe, this was at the you know the dollar or dollar fifty section of um, of what's the other? I can't even remember the name of the beer place. Chalet Premier.
0: Chalet oh, right. Premier. And right.
1: uh, so oh, you can he, you can talk on the...
0: Like, Nick, Nick was gesturing. Nick yeah. is parched, and he was gesturing. I was so very parched. This, this is the not to <laughs> say anything. Horny Goat. Brownie flavored porter ale brewed with brown sugar and cinnamon, with white vanilla and cocoa nibs added. Five point five
1: point six percent ABV. Yeah, uh, now I can't tell anything at Horny Goat. They're apparently some company called Rex
0: Beverage Holdings. They're, it says right here, craft brewed in Wisconsin, though. So okay, but anyone could really say that, yeah. yeah, whatever they want. Uh, the beer. Pours a very for a porter it pours a, a brown very, very light. It
1: I think what what's most interesting this is the clarity. It's ve- there is you can really see through this. If this was a little bit lighter, this would be a freckle beer. You could see right through it. It's Yeah, it's got I mean there is a style porter. of
0: beer called a brown porter. You know, most porters are robust porters and they're black, really yeah. dark. Um but this looks just like a brown ale or even lighter than that, it's like a dark amber. The smell is
1: of uh, roasted malts and there's some vanilla coming through. And um,
2: see, all I smell was the vanilla. Like maybe I'm just like, oh, okay, vanilla, like going into it. But that's that's <laughs> the first thing that hit me, and the nice foamy top that it had.
0: I'm not getting too much vanilla. I'm, I'm smelling more of like a Vienna malt or something like that. Yeah, I'm
1: a It's a naked. It says malt. strong vanilla yeah. coming through.
2: Very tasty. Eh. <laughs> I like it.
0: Has a pretty thin mouthfeel, a little bit chalky. It's
1: it has a it it has kind of an aspartame like mm-hmm. uh feeling to it. The sweetness then goes into a
2: slightly into a, into a weird kind of bitter direction. See, I'm not getting that. I'm just getting a nice little
0: Maybe all the good stuff is at the bottom of the bottle when you got all the good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not getting... I mean, I think it goes down smooth. I think it has a nice taste. The aftertaste is fairly well, which Greg knows from the Beer Fest that I, I'm big on aftertaste. If it has a bad aftertaste, I will despise it. I don't care how good it tastes going down. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what that one brew was, but I I, 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 I like this. I think I'm one out of three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... It doesn't really, it's not, I was expecting a really sweet, gimmicky brownie beer. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it has, you know, some good German type malty notes to it, you know, good good bread crust type flavor, com- malt coming through. It does have a, when you said aspartame, it does have a really thin artificial sweetener type character to it.
1: I, I, I want to mention this because I think it's important that the. The cards are stacked against this beer from the moment we we saw it. I mean, it, it it has a ridiculous look to it. It doesn't look like the rest of the beer we drink. It, it's trying to present itself in a certain way that doesn't scream craft beer. So, uh, so while we try to to put you know our best uh, interpretation of it, whether we like mm-hmm. it or not, it would have had to be really especially good to beat some of the. Uh, sort of some of the negatives it had going in for it. And it's not especially good.
2: Uh, May I see the bottle? Sure.
0: There's a very sexy goat waitress on there.
2: Kind of looks like Bugs Bunny Mm. and goat version whenever he would put on a wig.
0: (laughs) It actually (laughs) says on the label here, uh, Greg, that it's from Stephen's Point Brewing,
2: which is a, a craft brewery. I can't tell if that's bread or brownies on the bottle
0: the the just just you know <laughs> are you looking at the brownies or are you looking at the goat's cleavage because the goat does have cleavage?
2: I wasn't looking at the cleavage i was I was looking at the brownie bread it's it a kind of looks like a goat in a uh, <laughs> low
0: cut top with blonde hair and horns, mm carrying a tray full of brownies
1: look kind of like minecraft brownies, the very eight bit, yeah um. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's it, it's brewed with brown sugar and cinnamon and vanilla and coconut milk. So I mean, it's just got a whole lot of adjuncts in there thrown in there to just turn it into something that vaguely, vaguely tastes somewhat similar to a brownie mix.
2: It's you see that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, I I I like it. I I won't be ashamed to admit it. No, you're. you're I'm entitled to my opinions. So. Not only you're
1: entitled to your your opinion, but your opinion is absolutely correct. And, and you should never think that your opinion is you, you. You're never wrong on this show. You may have your own opinion well, that doesn't agree. Saying with that else. you like
0: something or don't like something, you're never wrong, right? Now, if you say that this beer has <laughs> gold in yeah. it, then that's wrong.
2: <laughs> it's, it's pretty wrong. This beer is also rocket well, fuel. I'm talking metaphorically. But I didn't.
0: You know, it wasn't yeah. the kind of beer you'd pour out. I mean, it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. It just.
1: Eh. It yeah it it's not special, but I think from looking at this, you wouldn't expect it to be. Uh, I mean, I think you know
0: I was expecting like just how bad is it or how bad is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my expectation going into brownie flavored porter. <laughs> so well, since we're on porters, let's do this other porter here. This one is. Oh, a crack in this glass. Yeah, that's that one almost had a. Uh, it took a spill, but survived. Southampton Public House, Imperial Porter, a robust black ale. Uh,
1: So I got a six-pack of this at uh, at, a Giant Eagle. And for a cheat day, this was left over. (laughs) So let's bring this over, bring this on by. Southampton doesn't say much about their porter uh, on their website, uh, in fact, they don't even talk about the, uh, ABV, so I had to go to Beer Advocate for that, and the ABV of this is
2: 7.2. Real foamy. Yeah, I can give you a little bit more.
0: I'm not as good as pouring a beer three-ways as I am at pouring it two-ways.
2: Have you never had a three-way before?
0: <laughs> We've had three-ways on the show before. <laughs> um... Just not as many times as Greg if I've just done it one-on-one.
1: So it's a little cold, so warming up a bit. Uh, this pours uh, much darker. Uh, close to black, but, you know, a little bit of brown highlights. More, more malty aromas coming through as opposed to just, you know, there's not really vanilla coming out of this.
0: It's not a, the, 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 aroma is, it's there. I'm having a hard time really, it's not opened up yet. You know, I'm not yeah. really able to get a ton out of it yet. So yeah, let's, let's try to put a little heat into the,
1: the beer. It's, I don't know where this one, it was a real, uh, some of these, some of the beers can be very loud just in their aromas. Some of them, you know, then you need to, uh, get into them flavor wise before you can really
0: discern what's going on you know it's a little a little roasty if anything but you'd expect that from a porter I, that's why i was hesitating i was like i want to find something better to say than hey it smells roasty i'm smelling like a little bit of caramel or something in the nose
1: hmm okay so it's it's a pretty good hop character for the, for a porter uh they're coming by and, and giving it a, a nice hint of balance, and sort of getting out of the way at the end, so that some of the chocolate, chocolate notes and sort of the toffee notes can come through. Uh, there's a good amount of roasted malt, maybe a little bit of uh, of, of toffee. It's
0: there's, it's well constructed. Yeah, there's a there's a great malt story going on here. The toffee that Greg said. I was thinking that maybe this one has the cinnamon that I couldn't taste in the brownie porter. There's a little bit of a spiciness, just just a touch of like cinnamon or something in the end. Um, it's not a boozy beer, but there's enough alcohol in it that you can feel a little bit of warming. It actually brings out some flavors and, and aromas as you're drinking it.
1: Yeah, I think that's where some... Some of that alcohol presence can give like a little bit of a cinnamon effect, and
2: yeah, you can you can feel it going down. Yeah, like when I'm drinking it, eh? oh, you can feel it going all the way down.
1: It's a little little whiskiness to it, just to, just a tad. Mm-hmm. Or actually, maybe more like rum. I can't I can't get the cinnamon out of it though. Closer to rum than 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 whiskey, because this kind of has a, a bite to it mm-hmm. that this doesn't have. But there's still
0: there's a fair amount of like you said hops, you know, and Good bitterness to balance it out, but there's also a little bit of hop flavor there. Nothing too floral or fruit or anything. You know, maybe just a,
1: it's a little bit of spiciness, a little, a little bit of, bit of resiny a
0: character to, to, to make sure
1: the sweetness doesn't overwhelm you, to make sure it's not an incredibly cloying thing.
0: It's pretty good.
2: Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm in between on it. Okay. Yeah, I, I keep trying it, and I'm not sure if I'm feeling it. I mean, it definitely has, like, I, I expected more from it. It has a nice color, um, nice smell to it, and everything, and I mm-hmm. just thought I would get a little bit more out of it. I
0: and generally, it's... you do get more from an Imperial Porter. Usually, there's a big coffee you know or tarry type yeah. rose coming off of it, and then it's boozy too and this one's kind of this one's the baby of the imperial porters but it has a nice yeah it, it's not one-dimensional there's a lot a lot of neat things going on in it what they say on their website is that it's it's a
1: uh or, this is marketing speak but they say it's an authentic interpretation of what an imperial porter would have tasted like back in the 18th century so I I don't know how much that marketing speak but they're obviously not going for something this you know a big bold american
2: yeah cuz I was expecting by. like see, like the coffee like the black like that's what But I see was... this doesn't
0: taste like a baltic porter at all to yeah. me. The baltic porter is what they're talking about that authentic one where it's it's brewed for the you know the russian imperial court whatnot. and um this tastes more like Americanized double porter, you know, Americanized imperial porter, right? Where it, it doesn't have that um, raisiny or a little bit of Stringency, yeah. yeah. But, they, but they're, trying to, to they're trying
1: to they're trying to carry carry a very balanced load here, as opposed to tilting it strongly in, into one direction. You can tell that with with the, with the amount of the hops and the hops in the in mm-hmm. the in the beginning. So I think what in, what Nick's saying is true that you know it it may uh, if you're just looking for something to to be an enjoyable drinker, it's fine. If you're looking for something to really stick out in your mind, it's probably not especially. It, it,
2: it's not horrible. I just I probably won't order it. Yeah, personally, but I mean, just like like you said. I mean, especially now, re- listening to what they're saying, how oh, they're trying to go for an 18th century thing. Okay, uh, it's it's different. I'll I'll leave it at that. I, but I don't know if it is different. It might just be just weaker, just a downgraded like baby step into the big guns.
1: I don't know. I mean, I found you know I find it plenty drink drinkable and uh, and and very pleasing, but not a particularly challenging beer. It's not yeah. saying uh That's what I mean. I think yeah. it's a stepping stone. Yeah,
2: step. Like you don't just jump into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree about the not being challenging. I think it did have a couple nuances there you could explore, but, you know, really there wasn't too much, you know, it didn't start the adjectives of flowing yeah. like some beers do. Is ready for the next one? Yeah. You know, it seems like four ounces per is, goes a lot quicker than six ounces per.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to a much larger bottle. That'll help. This is from the brewery in uh, California. This is Rug rod, which means rye bread in Danish. So this is they use three types of rye malt. Um, and they uh, have it based loosely on the Scandinavian Christmas beer or Yuleberg tradition. 8% alcohol by volume of 30. IBU is a ceram of 18, which is pretty dark. Closing in on black, but still a little bit of brown color. It's all well been brown or brownish, and I think they will continue to be that way. This won the gold medal for a rye beer the L.A. County International Commercial Beer Competition.
0: You say brown and brownish, but if you hold it up to light, it it's, is red. Yeah. has a great ruby color to it. I was going to gonna
2: mention that as soon as he was done talking. I held that up, and I could see straight through it.
0: It's, it's, it has a nice red ruby to it when you hold it up to the light.
2: It even kind of looks like... Holding it up to the light a little bit like a. If you would remove the thick foam from it, you'd kind of mistake it for a wine a little bit by how red it is. Mm-hmm. It has like a nice cherry to it. it smells kind of sweet. <clears throat>
0: The uh, aroma, first thing I get is, it's, it's a fairly lively beer, and I just took a big nose, and it was, you know, the sting of, of carbonation, you know, the carbonic mm-hmm. acid, you know, that's the first thing I got, so I'm going to swirl it up a little bit here. Um, mm. Bubbles are coming out, really, really tight, fine bubbles, it, it's a highly carbonated beer as it came. Mm. Let's see here. Hmm. Now we're going to have to think back to that, uh, the Weyerbacher, that rye wine that we had last week and see if it, you know, cause that was our first rye wine, right? And this is a heavy rye beer. So I'm curious to see if we, but I'm not sure I remember too much about <laughs> that one last week. <laughs> last week we did, um. We did five. tiny little samplers, but we did five beers all over ten percent, or <laughs> like at <laughs> that or above ten percent. So by the end of the show, yeah. you're a little. Well, we were. I was. <laughs> I was proud of myself. We managed not to get wasted. Yeah, we, we, that,
1: that's why we had like uh, the very first beer we had the night. That yeah. was that was from that show too.
0: Um, and that's that's the goal of the show. Yeah. Don't get wasted. It was a Sunday night. Sunday night show too. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's fun to get a little wasted, but not when there's work the next day.
2: This one's very, very sweet, I per I personally think. Like, it has a little bit of a, a kick to it whenever...
0: The aroma, the aroma. Wow. I'm able to get into the aroma a little bit more now, oh. and I'm getting two things. I'm getting a little bit of a grassy thing, but what I'm sending up more is more of a... Like a tree root or something, almost like a sassafras or root beer or something like that. You know, a little bit of that in the aroma, too.
1: Yeah, there is... It's it's hard to characterize this because I you know I went in and and, and took a sip and it <laughs> rye bread doesn't nearly cover it it's it's no. co- or like it's a candied rye flavor it's got uh, a weird bit of of even cotton candy flavor to it
0: yeah I mean. It's surprisingly sweet. I think it's very sweet. And then it has... yeah. Like, my first sip, I'm thinking, oh, it tastes kind of smoked. But no, really, it doesn't. It's...
1: <laughs> this is a show that the edges are just not coming out very easily.
2: These These are hard things to describe, because this is... It's very light-tasting, though. Like, not not light, but maybe that's the sweetness of it, where it feel, like it, there's a lot of flavor to it. But I, I don't know how to describe it.
1: Well, keep in mind this is a brewed in sort of a, a Christmas beer tradition, and usually that mm-hmm. it involves adding spices and, like, ginger and other things to the beer. Uh, they don't mention whether they added any of that or not, but there's definitely a they they went for that getting a lot of malt factor into the There's beer.
0: a you know, there's a lot of caramelization, kettle caramelization. You know, this could have been something like a really long boil, you know, where it's getting a lot of um excuse me, a lot of sugars are getting caramelized, you know, as they it, it also reminds me of some of the Stein beers that we've had, you know, where they've put the rocks. There's a beer style of beer called stein beer because before they had vessels you could apply direct heat to before you could put when all they had was wooden Mm -hmm. containers you couldn't put it on a fire to boil your stuff so what they would do is they have this wooden container they'd put the granite rocks in the fire until they were red hot they would throw the rocks in the beer to make the beer boil Mm -hmm. you know and um, what that does is it kind of scorches and you get a lot of caramelization because you're putting, you know, like a, a thousand degree of rock into liquid, yeah. you know, it's going to make a lot of boiling, but it's also going to really scorch some of the sugars that are real re- touching the rock. And this almost tastes kind of like some of the beers that we've had.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Although the beers also tend to carry with it uh, a lot of additional caramel flavors, too, because mm-hmm. uh, you get a lot of caramelization around the rock then. And... uh that sort of business. yeah
0: additional step you know there'll be sugars like the rock will come out you know and it'll have like all kinds of burnt sugar on it right sometimes they'll put those in the fermenter and then like you know the yeast will eat all the sugars floating around in the beer but you know I like to imagine there's some of them with like really sharp teeth or chisels right they're chipping the hard caramelized sugar off of the rocks and trying to ferment
1: that too yeah and so some of it gets loose into solution and I assume it's crystals harder for the yeast to digest and so you actually get some of that this is just assumption here, but you actually get then some of that caramel character that doesn't mm-hmm. happen, you know, that happens in a... Well, once it steiner.
0: dissolves, right? Once it dissolves, it's more or less the same thing, right? But you're also going to have some of that non-sugar byproduct, you know, once it's been carbonized, right? You know, some of that melanoid formation, things like mm-hmm. that. But we don't even know if they've done anything fancy with this beer. But it had definitely takes you down that road. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, traditional, what was it, Norwegian or... Yule Brig style Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah, you could imagine it wouldn't be too far off, or they would do something to kind of replicate those kind of brewing conditions.
2: Yeah, you know, this is a this is a beer that I personally I have to I have to sip. I can't down it. Like there are some beers where I can just chug and be perfectly fine. <laughs> this is this is by far one of them. I'm not shotgunning this one. <laughs> well,
0: there's some beers we get where you just want. You know, they're the kind of things like you. See yourself sitting, you know. We're using snifters tonight, right? And we generally do because they really help capture the aroma for the uh, beers. Yeah, of course. And um, but you know, there's times where you can just imagine yourself sitting back by the fire,
2: you know, cigar maybe, maybe not, and just like swirling one of these a beers nice around for,
0: for quite a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, because this is definitely a sipper. Like the other two, I, I can fairly just take them down quite easily. They were very smooth with it. This one has a little bit of a harder. Bite for me. I mean, it's very sweet and uh, it's very tasteful, very f- yeah. flavorful, and uh, I just I have to. It's it's a, it's a sipper for me. So I mean, you can see you've you've had two
1: brewery tonight that, that really they they couldn't that, that be the tangy tart one was yeah, from they, the same brewery. They couldn't be more mm-hmm. different, right? I mean, yeah. they're um. You can see why in, in the beginning of the show we described them as sort of a, a, a new rock star under the scene. Mm-hmm. They they're making these types of beer that are not what you're used to seeing and yet they're still, they're they all of, you know, really good qualities and really interesting mm-hmm. stuff going on. So, yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's really kind of a ridiculous business plan, right? Um, we're going to open a new brewery and just make all kinds of, like they don't make like a normal flagship yeah. something or another, you know? I mean, they do have beers like, um, oh, what would, uh, wait, uh, what's their biggest beer? I'm trying to draw, you know, the, they have the autumn maple, but I don't think that's their big one. Yeah, you know, they have some big beers, but they're they're all Belgian y, they're all and and then they, they make so many beers, they make a mischief,
1: beer, maybe they're golden at Strong Ale. Um
0: they make a beer called Black Tuesday, which is like a nineteen percent Imperial Stout. It's it's ridiculously good. And, you know, like almost every beer we've had from them has been ridiculously good. Yeah. It's like not only are they, you know, supporting, you know, themselves making out their beers, mm-hmm. but like you know the Patrick and, and the Brewers. You know they're they don't you know they don't mess around. They make great beer, and um, I don't know. Not not too many people hit the ground running like they do and keep on yeah. running. I
1: don't know they have their year round collection, Saison Rue.
0: Yeah, that's that's their flagship. Think so saison Rue, and then there's another one. I think they,
1: Mischief is is a happy golden uh, strong gold. Now there's a local red which is only available in in Harge County an oak-aged American red ale, and uh, Humulus Lager. And there's this one, Rug Broad, which is available fall, winter, and Hot and Roth, which is their Tart Wheat, which is a, a session at 3.1, available spring and summer. Yeah, it's kind of
0: like a Berliner Weiss.
2: That's a good one. Yeah, but I will say, this is it, very pleasing, this, mm. this beer. Very pleasing. I was worried
0: when I took the first couple of sips, I was starting to kind of close up in the cheeks, like, you know, cloyingly sweetness, like, oh, this is not going to be drinkable, but, you know, I got used to it. Maybe just Acquire. transition from the other beers was, a, you know, what caused that, but I was worried that it was going to be too cool. sweet to I, enjoy, and it, it didn't turn out that way.
2: I don't know if you saw when I first took mine. I was just instantly, I had to, I had to draw back. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it hit me hard, but... I think it's one of those beers where it will hit you hard at first, and then it after a couple more sips, it's or a couple more gulps of it, you just start getting a little bit more acquired to the taste of it, and then becomes a very uh, after a few sips of it, I'm I'm very pleased with it. It The same exact feeling you Mm -hmm. had where at first I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be for it or not, and then I'm for it now. It's it's definitely good, but I agree with you with the whole sitting around the fireplace with a stogie and <laughs> yeah. sipping around it because that definitely sounds that sounds good about now.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're sorry about that. There was a we paused. I was trying to make it seamless, but I wanted to make sure it was going. It is going. <laughs> so 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 Nick, you were talking about how this beer was. I'm recapping for Greg and I, because everyone else just heard this three seconds ago, but you were talking about how you know this beer was a little bracing at first, and then
2: you got used to it. A little little rough at first, and then uh, as soon as I, maybe about my third or fourth, I'll give it, third or fourth in, um, into it, I started actually uh, in, enjoying it. It, it. I At first, I didn't like it. I, I didn't yeah. like it at first. I liked the way it looked. I liked the smell of it. I thought it was going to be excellent, and then I took that sip, and it wasn't. And then now drinking it a little bit longer, and uh, for about, what, five, ten, five minutes now we're on this, mm-hmm. and I, it's very, I'm very pleased with it now.
1: I find that happens uh, more often than not to, like, things like IPAs. There can going to be really strong IPAs.
2: You're, you're gonna I would fully like, oh, agree with you on oh, that, yeah. What is going on There's, here? Like, so many sierra nevada is a perfect example i hated sierra nevada the first time i had it mm-hmm. the second time i my friend had it. i was like you know what all right i'll try it i'll i'll give it a second chance i i love sierra nevada now it's all i drink speaking of sierra nevada the next beer is bigfoot
0: their barley wine and this one is the vintage from 2007 so i mean you don't have to chug that if you don't want to finish it we can put it in the dump bucket or I'll just leave the bottle here and you can work on that and catch up. Whichever you want. I'll catch up in a minute. All
2: right. <laughs> like I said. We'll I'll do our
0: commercial while, we's catch, while Nick's catching up. Yeah, out. that's a good idea. That?
1: Okay, so um, there are many ways that you can support us if you'd like. You can uh, either you can donate directly to us at our website. Uh, through PayPal. You can set up a subscription if you want to do that. Yeah, a subscription will monthly.
0: take out monthly. You can do as little as $12 a year. You could do $2 a month. And then it just goes up from there. Whatever you feel were worth, if you want to submit. If you don't want to pay money directly to Craft Beer Radio, there's another great way to support us, and that's through our Amazon referral links. You're going to shop on Amazon anyway. Why not give us a little kickback there? Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, and then anything you buy when you're redirected to Amazon gets linked back to us as generating the revenue, and we get a percentage of that sale.
1: And at no cost to you. Everything goes to the same exact cost. We just get a little something on the end. Damn.
2: I wish I would have known that. I just bought a new record player today on Amazon. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That was $85 right there. That's that's (laughs) okay. Next time you buy a new record player. I'll cancel it and reorder. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You could have been a member of Amazon Anonymous. So what we do is we get information on what what things people buy. We don't know who, but we know what. And so on the post show... We do a segment called Amazon Anonymous, where we will pick out
2: the most interesting thing that someone has <laughs> someone bought, someone has vud, and we'll do a little. Show. I'm excited for that. Are you going to do that tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm totally stoked for that. You will get to pick a, a pick from Amazon Anonymous. Nick. Fantastic. Well. It, if, that that, that, that is an honor. That's to
1: any guest. Any guest who gets onto the show gets to make a pick from Amazon Anonymous. <laughs> that's
0: a crafty Radio promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I,
2: dude, I'm Amazon Prime. I've been Amazon Prime for years. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes.
0: So you just have to remember, instead of Amazon.com, Craft Beer com slash Amazon. And it's just a redirect with the referral stuff in the URL and...
2: That's what you do. Just shop
0: like oh, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll do that for sure. I didn't know that. I yeah. just discovered that just as the listeners are discovering, I am discovering.
0: <laughs> they, they, we're beating it over their heads, so they most of them know about that one already. Uh, if you're looking for <laughs> website hosting, there is a referral link on our website for Bluehost.com. We like Bluehost a lot, and uh, they're a pretty good website host at a good price.
1: And Midwest Brewing Supplies is possible. Midwest Homebrew
0: there. Supply. No one's used it yet, so <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Every everyone who homebrews already has their provider. You know, they're either a Northern Brewer person or yeah. if they are Midwest, I I figured there were people that were already Midwest Homebrew Supply that would start using the link, but maybe they're using a the link through Basic Brewing or something like that. So,
2: well,
0: all right. So, let's get Nick some of this here. Let me. Uh, this beer smells yeah. yummy.
2: You can hear that nice little splash. <laughs> there it is again.
0: Yep,
1: so. okay. Bigfoot. This is a 20.07 version, so I, the, the, what I have here are the stats for the newest version. but uh, So it may have changed since then. But to alcohol content, 9.6% alcohol by volume, uh, with a final gravity of 6 degrees, Play-Doh, 90 IBUs lots of hops uh oh. ale yeast in this uh they use chinook for the bittering and they finish with cascade centennial and chinook and ch- sure. they use ch- ch- the chinook first and they use chinook it's a whole different <laughs> stuff uh malted with two row pale and caramel malts and that's it <clears throat> it is uh one of their big You know, seasonal offerings, and this is a 20-out-7
0: version. So, you said 90 IBUs. Fresh one, you know, a 2013 version of this would be pretty hoppy. I'm I'm talking to Nick and some of the listeners, but they probably know some of them. I don't like a really hoppy barley wine. English-style barley wines are more malty, and they don't have too many hops in them. And then the American, especially the West Coast barley wines, can be almost like a barley wine IPA, you know, really Mm -hmm. hoppy. And um, Bigfoot's pretty hoppy when it's fresh. Uh, yeah. But you put a few years on it, and it turns into a, what can be a wonderful experience. And let's see how, um let's see, what is it, 2013? So six years on this one.
1: Well, five years, because it is a winter thing, so five and a half years.
0: It smells, doesn't smell hoppy, right? It has this wonderful toffee Ooh. caramel, malty, heaven.
1: <laughs> Greg likey.
0: And you can't keep Bigfoots for too long. Five years seems to be the sweet spot. Yeah. So you know, we pulled this one out. Actually, I have one more twenty oh seven out there, back there. Um, and yeah, I won't. Want, I won't let that one sit around for another.
2: But just by the taste, couple. you can tell it's a Sierra Nevada. Like it, it's at they have that specific taste. At least everything I've tried from them. And this one, I can. I don't
0: know. I mean, that's I- uh, you know, if. if if there's something behind what you're saying, it's probably the yeast they use. They use a, they have a house yeast. They call it the Chico yeast, which is um, they're in Chico, California, so that's where the name came from. Well, there's a lot of hops in the flavor still. Not there, very late in the updates. It has a very. Remember how we did that 11th anniversary last week, where it tasted like pellet hops? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of has that kind of like dry. Ground up, hoppy type flavor, really late in the aftertaste. Like, you know, talking like 20 seconds after you drink it. It's a pretty hoppy flavor late. Um, back to my initial thought before I was distracted by what I was tasting. Um, Their Chico yeast is used in this and in, you know, pale ale and things like that. So maybe there's something there. I'd be surprised if your palette, novice palate's picking up something like that, but who knows? Maybe it, you it's are. It's possible.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know Sierra Nevada as much for their house flavor as to do something like Rogue. They, mm-hmm. they use a uh, 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 yeast they call Pac-Man yeast, and you can really taste most Rogues. They have a specific kind of flavor to them.
0: And also, the Chico yeast is not like a proprietary only at Sierra Nevada thing. It's very common. White Labs, you know, one of the homebrew stores sells it, it's at ten fifty six, same yeast. And lots and lots of small breweries across the country use that as their primary yeast. So it's it's pretty much it's almost like the craft beer. If there is a craft beer yeast, it's it's this yeast. So I reject my last statement. No 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 no. No, I was <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> you didn't say I'm that there was you know. You didn't say there was anything specific in the beer, you know. So you're not wrong. Your what your palate is saying is fine. Now, at some point, I'm gonna you know have you taste some beers blind and tell me if they're Sierra, Sierra Nevada or not, because
2: I'll most likely fail. Well, I see. I I can't I can't put words to what I'm drinking. That's my biggest problem. Well, but that's so the thing. That's also, the... but
0: you know, blind tasting is is very important. You know, because people have prejudice prejudice, and even if you try to Put those it. aside, you know, um, I'd like, I hope, I hope that Greg and I are pretty good at putting those aside. Like, um, a couple of weeks ago we had a beer from magic hat that turned out to be pretty good and I don't like magic hat. I, yeah, I, I like, magic I think hat. they seldom put out something like there is w- like one beer that I'll go to for magic Hat, and it's the one we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I just don't think there are very, the brewery is not for me they use a again it's a yeast thing i it's, think they use a yeast called nottingham and i i don't know i had always assumed maybe i just don't like the byproduct of the nottingham yeast
2: but, yeah, not, i'm a big newcastle fan too
1: newcastle to is throw out there it's one of uh, one of the beers that sort of Brought me. I, I was a big fan of it too before I really got into craft beer. Uh, now, now I find it to be you know kind of lacking compared to the flavors that I that I generally go for. Uh, but I mean, it's certainly a huge difference from, you know, the American standards.
0: <laughs> but- Good. So this twenty oh seven Bigfoot, the malt. It, it's you know great caramel, great breadiness. It's not too oxidized, not too old or anything. I'm surprised at how the hop flavor at the very end is still so potent.
1: Yeah, it's got a a a big resiny bit to mm-hmm. it too. Uh I think it it's definitely that, you know some of those qualities, some of the uh the real piney assertiveness of, of Chinook coming through at the end. Giving it um mm-hmm. yeah, a, a bit of yeah, just a bit of pine cone to, to to wipe to wipe the last bits of caramel out of your mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like it's kind of erasing it. You know, you taste it, and there's like this pretty bitter thing that just kind of wipes it and says, "You know, I'm not going to let this get too sweet and get too cloying." Um, Still, it's really good. It's really, really good.
1: Mm. Very, it's very, very tasty. Uh, Now I realized that uh, sort of like last week. Last week, not a lot of people were going to have five-year-old plus wirebackers hanging around, so it was sort well, of a...
0: But you can make your own five-year-old Bigfoots yes. starting now, right? Because it is the same recipe every year. This one's 9.6, just like you said. And uh, people have been doing this with Sierra Nevada Bigfoots mm-hmm. since, I think, 1988, you know? So, I mean, it's it has a lineage of, you know, buy a six-pack of Bigfoot every year, right? And just drink one a year, and that means you have a six-year vertical that you're starting on. And
1: uh, speaking of which, we're going to have at least one, perhaps two, uh, shows coming up where we, we do verticals of a particular beer.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to, we're working on, Well, oh, we should announce that. We're working on doing a vertical epic tasting at yeah. a soon-to-open brew pub. If you're in the area and you are a awesome listener that you are, and you want to? Um, if you're interested in coming, let us know. Hopefully, I don't get a huge response to have to cut people. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping that it's like two or three people, and I can invite everyone who's interested. But it'll it be in the north of Pittsburgh area um, in the next couple of weeks, most likely. If you want to do a vertical epic tasting with everything except for the very first one, we don't have the two two two, yeah. but we have everything else.
1: So twenty out three on to 12-12-12. Uh, so. Yeah. it's a lot of beers, and they're all different styles, and it should be really interesting. But we also have Alaskan Smoked Porters. We
0: have some pretty old Alaskan Smoked Porters, and I've lined up a new one to bookend the show, so we're going to be doing that vertical also. So expect those coming in the
1: future. A little bit of a, a glimpse into the future, into our crystal glasses.
0: Oh, now I'm hoping I don't get a huge response for that Vertical Epic thing, because, uh, you know, I figure we could probably ha- have about eight people or so, you know, do the tasting, and we already got... Yeah, probably have like six people lined up already, so... Well, so. <laughs> First two that reply, I guess. Reply <laughs> App- sound- early and often, I guess. And, and uh, Nick's over like, am I eligible?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not asking for that at all. I'm just saying, you're... The poor listeners are probably like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, wait, there's only two spots. Oh, great.
0: My dad was over this morning. This is beer-related. Don't worry. It's not a rat hole. Let's just be a baby rat hole. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I was down at this place, Box something, in Beaver Valley Mall. So there's a McNacker, right? He went there, and he had a fish sandwich, and there are awesome fries. He's like, yeah, and I, I had the stone beer. I can't remember what it was, but I liked it. My dad doesn't like anything but, like, I mean, as far as I know, he doesn't like anything but, like, regional macro lager, and I've tried and tried. And I, I'm trying to like figure out which beer from Stone he had. He really doesn't seem to like bitter. So it can't be uh-huh. like IPAs. It probably wasn't Arrogant Bastard. I don't know what beer would. I mean, everything I've given him indicates he doesn't like bitter. So I don't know what beer from Stone he would have had in light. <laughs> but my dad's drinking craft beer at Boktown without me. What the hell? <laughs>
1: Let me th- let's take a look at Stone Brewery. We, we can try to do a very quick look and see what they what they have out there right now and see if there's anything uh, that sounds I like mean, something like, your dad would like.
0: I oh, think I'm like, I'm thinking it had to be like Sublimely Self-Righteous or Arrogant Bastard. I mean, Arrogant Bastard has a lot of mold to it, so maybe, maybe he liked that. He would remember the name, though I would think. I
1: mean, it could, it could, he could have just gone with their pale ale. I'm sure it's not
0: ruination. Uh... I don't know. I'm going to take my dad back down to Bocktown. <laughs> I mean, I've given. I mean, the closest thing that my dad has tolerated is like German style craft beers, like a um, like the Dortmunder Gold. He didn't even really it like could that. Could have
1: been their smoked porter.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's a little hoppy, but it's still. Uh, uh, I was like, Dad, what are you doing? You're drinking craft beer without me.
2: But a
1: for it to be iron capacitor would be ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So, but he remembered he had a stone beer, so that's a, that's a big step. Huh. All right.
1: So are we ready to go on to the next beer? I think so. So our final our final beer of the night is. Uh, one we've kept around for a while. This is another barley wine. A little something called Fred from the from wood. the wood. So Fred is from a is from Hair of the Dog Brewing Company. Mm. This is uh, the aged version that's aged in American oak barrels. Ten percent alcohol by
0: volume. I don't have any indication on the cap where this came from. but This most likely came from Gary. What's this? What's this say? <laughs> no, that's not. There's a little sticker on here, but I'm not sure what that's from. And I'm not sure. This is uh, batch 64. Okay. Let's see if you can find which uh, There's the vintage guide, so
1: let's see here. Batch 64 is, uh, brewed, uh, sorry, bottled on August 22nd of
0: twenty o six Okay, August so, August 2006 is where this beer is from, and it's a barrel-aged barley wine from Oregon, from Hair of the Dog Brewing. Do you smell something that's vaguely reminiscent of cheese rind?
2: I could go for some cheese right now. Good. <laughs> I, I
0: have some of the um, New Glarus washed uh, cheese upstairs, ah. so you get to try some some beer washed cheese. Know,
2: say some mix and some in the
0: post show. We don't we don't go <laughs> in the main show, unfortunately. So except when
1: Jeff just did, just did that.
2: <laughs> what were we What were we drinking at that uh, craft beer down at the High Mark uh, Stadium when we were in in uh, when we were eating cheese, I can't think of yeah. a better word. <laughs> uh, I believe... Engorging it, I, ourselves. I, I believe
1: <laughs> there was a, there was an IPA that went really well with the cheddar. Yeah,
2: I can't remember what the... I wish... Damn yeah. it, I suck. I should have brought that pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. IPAs
0: and cheddar do go well. Yeah, the yeah, nice that, thing that, it,
2: that cheddar... The bitterness uh,
1: really contrasts well and helps to sort of... Uh, and, and with the fat, and then the fat helps to scrub some of the bitterness off and you can really then taste the caramel it, in the dough. It was though.
0: very good. I'm it not going to say good. that you nailed anything with cheese rind, but I'm not going to discount it either. There might be a little note. I mean, I'm, like do you have any can you tell me like what you're thinking like what kind of cheese rind or
1: it kind of it kind of smells like an aged cheddar.
0: Hmm. I don't know. There's cheddar, stuff cheddar's like, like I don't as far as I know cheddars don't get rindy. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think of
2: I would agree with you on the cheese on this one because it, it definitely has a more unique flavor than the rest that we've had all night. I mean, not that none of them – all of them are unique, but um, this one definitely has that more unique flavor to it. I think this one stands out the most so far all night next to the uh, the Brewer rug broad one that we mm-hmm. had. That yeah, was still this, my favorite.
0: I'm not getting anything to – I'm getting a great – Oh, the aftertaste on this one. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, the caramel cheese is just in the aroma. The malt. flavor okay. is...
1: um, mm.
0: Oh, that's... It's that's, just... There's caramel, like cinnamon bun. Toffee, there's... a little bit, yeah. Yeah, sticky buns mm-hmm. and, and a little toffee and caramel. And there's a little bit of booziness and there's a little bit of barrel. Did you say this is whiskey barrels or just American oak barrels? American oak. Okay, so... It, a lot of some brewers will put beer in used whiskey barrels and you'll get different things. You you'll get some of that whiskey flavor. These are new flavor. medium toast American too. Um, so. But these are fresh oak barrels that never had never received the whiskey. They put mm-hmm. the beer in it fresh. So you're gonna get a lot more of the char and the and the oakiness from that. It's interesting because I thought I tasted more of a, a whiskey type character, but
1: on the aftertaste, though, I am tasting some of that
2: cheese. Yeah, I'm tasting. Um, the aftertaste is phenomenal on yeah. this one. This one definitely has the best aftertaste. Which I mentioned earlier, I'm big on aftertaste. Yeah. If the because I I want it to stay with me. I don't want it to. Fred is is generally a phenomenal beer. So yeah, I'm glad it, you like yeah. it. This is this is a
0: fantastic brew.
1: The, yeah, the FJ does go for miles, and and and, and the, the beers that we like the most. I mean, we it's funny when we started off during the show, we had what we called wow beers. These were beers that, that everyone should try. We should, and and that was our, our ex our exclamation. We got a little bit out of that because we started to say wow a lot with different beers. So we then came up with certain hobby beers had this. Quality to it that we at one point referred to as man candy. Oh well, no, that's <laughs> that's
0: that was just a specific kind of hoppy.
1: Yeah, no, but 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 I want to point out that you know it, the way superlatives have gone mm-hmm. as as the show has gone. Sure. Now, the thing that that is our superlative, the thing that we talk about the most when we're talking about a beer that um, that we think is is worth enjoying, is a is it tells a story. That's our new sort of superlative. I, I, I,
0: you're right. You're right because we definitely talk about a beer that when we say tells a story, it's not just one dimensional. It gives you something up front, something in the middle, and then when it tells you this amazing aftertaste, like you're mm-hmm. talking about what you're tasting in the middle, right? And then yeah. you get hit on the side of the head with, "Hey, I'm not done telling the story yet." Yeah. You know, those are the beers that really get your attention.
2: It's, yeah, if you want to go with the, by if you want to go buy a story novel of a beer, then mm-hmm. I. would The ending on this one is superb. (laughs) I mean, it is scrumptious. And it has a beautiful smell. It has a beautiful color. It's nice, like, kind of like an auburn, a little light brown. Very nice and go. No, we've been
0: exceedingly lucky. I mean, we've had more than our fair share of of Freds and Freds from the woods. I mean... We don't have any more stashed away. This was the last one. The cellar is bare when it comes to Fred. Um, (laughs) I want to thank everyone who has sent us beer over the time. Um, Sorry that I did not mark on the bottle who sent this one. It was probably Gary. But I want to thank everyone who, uh, if it was Mike I was going to
2: say, what if it's not Gary? You just offended the person. If it wasn't
0: Gary, then it was probably
2: Mike. And if it wasn't Mike... And if it wasn't Mike, you're really offending this yeah, person. I know. <laughs> you, you better stop before you get ahead of yourself. Could have been Tom. I would like to thank everyone because this yeah. is a delicious, delicious red beer.
1: Now's the time on the show when we
2: rank. We rank? So
0: we kind of... Yeah, instead of assigning scores to beers... Like some, you know, like some magazines and whatnot do. We just do, we can. We put the beers head to head against each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you find an interesting angle to do the comparison. But it's just a comparison against each other. And when beers aren't all the same style, it's not necessarily the best beer. Yeah. It's the beer that, you know, you found interesting. The beer
2: that told the story. The beer that, you know on the opinion on what you enjoy the most out of all of them rather than just which IPA do you personally think is the best, or which Pilsner do you think is the best, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I get it. So you you have a feel? Uh yeah.
1: Want. Yeah, alright. So I'll start from from the bottom and go up at the top. You usually go the opposite direction. I thought I usually You don't build suspense, you I usually start at the I top liked
2: He's feeling suspenseful tonight. Well, I feel you normally do not feel suspenseful. That, that's the third right. party.
1: Well, I, you, can see, you normally start from the top, right?
0: I usually start from the bottom you, know, you, you started from the top last week. I did because it depends on how strong I feel about certain things. Yeah. And welcome right. to the Twilight Zone.
1: <laughs> it's all because of Nick. Uh, I am starting from from the bottom, and and the, the, my bottom beer is is going to be the the Browning Porter. Uh,
0: I. <sighs> The gasp in the
1: audience. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It, 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 it was it, better than we thought. It, it would was better be. than, than we thought it would be. It, it wasn't a t- it wasn't a, a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. But the other beers were were better than they, either mm, being more it can, it just like a, a more consistent thing or uh, just a a, a a a bit of a feeling of. Uh, more, more quality to it. I don't know. It, that Aspertame thing really kind of knocked me through a loop. Mm-hmm. I think, and that kind of pushed it to the bottom for me. Number four, the Southampton Imperial uh, Porter. Um, there wasn't anything really wrong with it. It, it but it was up against uh, three pretty strong contenders, and it also didn't, didn't really make itself. That apparent, as Nick was saying, I mean, it, it didn't. You, you really didn't taste anything special out of it, right? I mean, it just it, it yeah. Was a,
2: uh, I fully. That's what I. Th- I thought. I expected more from it. Yeah, I, I fully expected more.
1: It's a decent drinker, but uh, the the other beers all had something on it. Oh, boy, okay, I'm gonna go with the Bigfoot for my number three. I think that delicious everyone should should try to save a uh 5 year version of, of 5 bigfoot. year is the sweet spot yeah. for bigfoot and a lot a lot of really cool things coming up. but i really did like the rug run a lot i liked i liked what it was doing i liked the Steinbeer beer quality that was coming out of it it's kind of hard to describe we didn't do the, the best job of uh giving you an oral description of what it was, but it was, it was really weird. Tasty. I mean, if
0: there was anything, it was kind of a a woody, barky. I still say it was very hoppy.
2: The, this one? No, the bigfoot. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were on the oh, bigfoot. No, he, he moved to the. My apologies. He hasn't got confusion. to the bigfoot yet. Actually, so. no, well, yeah, I did. The yeah, yeah I thought oh, he mentioned the bigfoot. That's All why right. I thought we were on. it. No, yeah. okay. yeah. Oh, you
0: you did a really quick segue into the <laughs> so sorry, my view, so sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The number one beer—I <laughs> screwed everything up. <laughs> number one beer, you messed up my train of thought. It's all your fault. Number one beer, no surprise,
0: uh, Fred. This is this is fantastic. Fred is fantastic. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Brownie Porter. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't undrinkable, but it it compared to these other beers. Um, <laughs> that's that's Jeff's unique Unique sound I'm tormented with the other ones I am going to put the rug tormented. rod I'm going to put like the rug I guess that's inside Dungeon Master joke or something I don't know It
2: um, <laughs> has nothing to do with that <laughs> Alright
0: I'm going to put the rug rod in fourth place Um
2: Wow why I thought you really enjoyed that one
0: i I liked it. I liked all of the beers that are remaining to be ranked a lot. Um, <laughs> you
2: obviously ate the brownie yep
0: yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> I guess I like poop
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so rug brought, uh it was difficult to to place, and while it was still a good beer, you shouldn't avoid it it. It's it's hard to figure out why you like it. The Southampton I liked a little bit better because it had while it wasn't this giant monster smack you in the head, uh Imperial Porter, it had some neat things, some neat malt, it had a little bit of a story that I liked in in there. So I'm gonna put that third. Um, number two is the Bigfoot. Um it still had a lot of hoppy flavor and, and bitterness. Late in the aftertaste, which overall probably took a couple points off of how much I liked it. it if it finished more malty and sweetie, sweet, it would have been a really tight race against Fred from the Wood. Fred from the Wood is that barley wine. A little bit of barrel flavor. Tells a story. It's it's English style. It is heaven. It Oh, my God. So good.
2: All right, Nick, what do you think? All right, well... I'm gonna. I like the brownie, but I'm going to rank it fifth out of all the five. That that means it's
0: a hard luck loser.
2: <laughs> it is the loser of tonight. It's a hard luck loser. You liked it, but all the beers were yeah, better. Yeah, so. I did like it. I did like it though. I will not down talk it. I will not say go buy a huge pack of it. But it was. It was. It was. I liked it. I will put next though the Sierra Nevada. The um. Uh, what, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. Thank you. Uh, I will put the Bigfoot. Just because I'm like you, Jeff, I do not like a very hoppy beer. That's why I'm very diligent on IPAs to begin putting with. putting words in my mouth.
0: I don't like a hoppy
2: barley wine. I love a hoppy beer. I'm sorry. I, I'm... <laughs> damn it. Now I feel like a... Jack it's okay. Beer. Go ahead. Jeff does well, that to people. Alright, I don't, I don't like, I don't really like a real hoppy beer. I prefer a darker brew. Um... Which is why um, next I'm going to put the Southampton. Um, Although I expected a little bit more from it. Out of the five that we were given tonight, I enjoyed the Southampton far more than the other two before it, obviously, since the ranking. And I'm pretty sure we all know what number one's going to be. But for number two, I'll put Rug Broad. And I hated the first taste. I hated the first couple taste. I didn't like it. It was very hard to drink for the first two or three, and then um, it grew on me, and it was like you said, a nice sipper with a cigar, something that you'd spend an hour or two drinking, not five minutes trying to guzzle it down to mm-hmm. jump onto the next beer that we're about to discuss. And of course, the um, I think this is a universal choice for everyone. Am I correct? Did you choose for number one mm-hmm. as well? The yep. Air Dog Fred. That was uh, the best brew of the night and I am still taking my time on it because yeah, it yeah was, don't don't rush it it was fantastic alright that
0: was Crafty Radio 249 thank you for listening we really do appreciate it Crafty Radio was released under the Creative Commons license you can visit our website for more information you can uh, find us on Twitter I am at Jeff Bearer over at there.
1: CBR Greg.
2: Nick has a Twitter, but he doesn't use it much. I do have a Twitter. I just started using it. I'm still kind of new. Um, What's the handle? But you can follow me at the underscore Nick Jones. I'm not sure if capitalization really matters. No, I don't think so, okay, because right. I was going to say that's capital T, capital N, and capital <laughs> J. Nope, don't matter. But you can tell I'm a noob. When it comes down to it.
0: All right. We got email. We got beer at com. We're also on Facebook at The Craft Beer Radio. We're on Google Plus at Craft Beer Radio. And that about does it.
1: So for all of us here at Jeff Bear Manor, we would like to say, <laughs> beat it. Just beat it. Just beat it! Just Beat it!